0: This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Welcome to our newest segment of Job One. It's great to have you here with us and our theme is to help students, alumni, faculty, to consider their career path and where we can help them be more successful. And we have a wonderful guest today, Linda Sierra, who is the Vice President of Customer Experience for the Toft Group. But her specialty is LinkedIn and how to use it. So our topic today, Linda, is really especially LinkedIn because it's the dominant one. But how should students and other people in the job search use Twitter, Facebook, and and all the others. But first, tell us about Toff Group so we know about your background.
1: Right, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So Toff Group is an executive retained search firm. We work only in life sciences, so biotech, diagnostics, devices. Um, We do digital health as well. We work nationally. Offices Boston, San Francisco, San Diego. And uh, we work in all functional areas, director and above, so we do... Anything from chief medical, chief financial, chief executive, regulatory, quality, uh, legal, HR. We do it all as long as it's director and above. And up it to the board seat level, which is interesting with the new laws out where they've got to have a female on the board. We're getting lots of calls <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I imagine. And just, for, you know, the students are thinking, oh, a recruiter, how do I contact her? What do you tell job applicants about how to work with the TOF group?
1: So it's it's interesting we like to know all candidates right and all over the country we we place so many but what we tell them is we represent the client so the client hires us to find that key employee and then uh, we have this huge database right that we're always sourcing and updating Uh, but we do ask them to make sure they know all the recruiters in their space and then we reach out when we have something appropriate for them, and we do a lot of keyword searching to make sure we've so got them.
0: Should they submit their resumes, even though Absolutely. they don't? There's not a job they're yeah. right for, but yes, it doesn't hurt to submit to every database, right?
1: That's right. And for us, you know, the more people we know, the jobs come up daily. You know, every day we've got new ones coming in and closing one and opening another. And so, yeah, I I, I suggest that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the same in manpower. We encourage everybody to submit their, their resume, and it's a big black hole of database, and that's because it is, and it feels that way. Yeah. But you never know what order is going to be coming in when. That's so right. submit resumes like, like crazy, yeah. right? It doesn't cost anything. That's right. Um, so it's a, it's a good a technique. So let's talk about how students or anyone in the job search yeah. um, should use LinkedIn and how important it is.
1: Oh, uh, LinkedIn is, you know, I think they're up to a half a billion uh, yeah, users. It's huge. And it's growing every day. It's growing by the second. And it's critical. You, know, you have to have a picture. I want to see a picture. Your headline is a nice opportunity right under your picture. You put your name, your, 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 your company name, your title, and then some key you know, buzzwords that you really want people to know and, and align you with. And then um, there's a background picture that's really helpful. You can kind of customize your your background and not be the standard like everyone else to help yourself. I understand
0: there's a new link for customized backgrounds that LinkedIn has come up with, which really relates to your job search or you or your hobbies or makes it look like you put a little effort into this. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about the picture before we continue. Ah, I have a pet peeve when there's no picture. Yeah. So tell me your point of view on that.
1: So I meet a ton of people, right, constantly networking, and that picture the next day when I'm going on to my LinkedIn or that night, depending on when the networking event is, I look for the person and I look at the picture and I say, my goodness, that's a person I met, and then I invite them to LinkedIn. Or if they send me an invite, I look at the picture to make sure, oh, yes, I recognize that person. It's so important, and I actually um, am very careful when I see an unprofessional picture. Even a bad picture can be, you know, telling.
0: Is a bad picture better than no picture?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Well, I
1: mean, I had one with yeah. it. his cat was his profile picture on LinkedIn. I know. It was terrible. Just a big no-no.
0: And don't you wonder, what were they thinking? Yeah, really? I, mean, I
1: really do. Or
0: a picture holding their two kids. Yes. I mean, it's a cute family picture, but... Right,
1: leave that for Facebook.
0: Right. So lesson number one. Now let's get into the meat of the yeah. LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, your headline, you can use that headline to tell your story at a glance. So the first thing they'll see after your picture is that little headline right underneath your picture. So you use that to pop. You want to put a, you know, your company name and your title and then some keywords right there if you can. You know, make it passionate and then right under that is your summary. That is so critical. You have maybe 6 seconds to capture a recruiter's, you know, um, attention. So you want to use keywords there, but you also want to put a little passion. You can, you can write it in first person. It's different than the resume summary, and you can put a little more thought into it and a little more creativity. And you know, you can change it as often as you want. It's sort of a living document, right? You can, you
0: uh-huh. know, finesse it as needed. Very easily.
1: Yeah, easily. Uh, so I, I always recommend people make that really a special little summary, a really. Uh, um, look into who they truly are, you know, what they're passionate about.
0: And if they're in the job search, mm. what they're looking for, right? right. Catch our attention yeah. right away.
1: Yeah, and you can put, if you're looking, you're actively looking, you don't have a job, you can put in your headline, actively looking. You can put that right there, and people will see it right away.
0: And that's not a negative, right?
1: No, not at all.
0: A lot of times, the average permanent job in America now is slightly over four years. Oh, yeah. So being in the job, market because a merger, no fault of your own, coming back into the job market, yeah. saying I'm available is not a, is not a uh, scarlet letter not that, um, that people worry about. In fact, right. it makes our job easier as recruiters to go, right. oh, this person's available. Yeah. I don't have to go through months of machinations to convince them to change jobs.
1: Right, yeah.
0: The other thing I like about LinkedIn is you can advertise your skill sets just what you were talking about. It's like putting your resume up there and mm-hmm. s- even though you're very happy where you're working, mm-hmm. it tells everything about your skills and what you want to do and what you do and your sure. education. Yes. So for recruiters like us, it's a gold mine.
1: It is. You know, we use it constantly. There's a version called net uh, recruiter. So LinkedIn Recruiter, which the recruiters use, and it's not what the typical user has access to, and it's more telling, really. You can search by zip codes and, you know, all these different Mm – you can really make it, you know, honed in research. And so it's such a valuable tool. So I tell people – if they want to be found, their network, their network needs to be deep and they need to link in with everyone and they need to be looking at their LinkedIn weekly at least, at the very least. I look at mine like every hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and LinkedIn messages. I think people are, are, I've noticed people are using less email and more LinkedIn yeah. message. So That's right. if a recruiter's trying to get, her, do you use LinkedIn to communicate? Or if you see somebody you're interested in, would you LinkedIn contact them or phone or email?
1: Well, it it depends on if I know them, you know, I typically will send if it's someone I'm not a first degree connection with, I might send an in message, which we have access to, you know, it's with certain packages. I send a LinkedIn in message and then if they reply, then we move it to email and then a phone call. So it's sort of a progression. But LinkedIn Messenger really is a, a nice way To do a quick just hit the message button as opposed to copying their email, going to your Mm -hmm. email, sending it, you know, it's a little bit more.
0: But once you get into the serious sort of job discussion, you want to get it off of of LinkedIn and into email or phone calls?
1: You know, when you send an email, you've got your whole signature block there with your cell number. You've got everything there. And with Messenger, you don't have that. So you want to make sure they can reach you and not just, you know, hope they don't get buried in the 8,000 messages in LinkedIn. You want to have it on your email.
0: So any other tips on LinkedIn before we leave that topic? Uh, What
1: I tell people too is put your passions there. You know, if you're involved in nonprofits, uh, any awards you've got, there's all these different sections you can add to your LinkedIn. And it's really helpful if you want to sit on commissions, boards. Um, different uh, organizations you want to support, you want to be found. And let's say your, you know, your day job is this, but you want to be involved with whatever cause you believe in. People will actually do searches to find board members for that nonprofit or that foundation or whatever through LinkedIn. So you really want to put as much on your LinkedIn as possible. And if you're worried about being too polarizing and maybe aligning with politics or you know different causes, right. you've got to be mindful of that too. So,
0: and if it's controversial power through and say this is me or leave it off and save it for a later discussion?
1: Oh, I I, I say leave it off. It depends on where you are and what stage of career you're in. I think when you're just starting out, you don't want to be too polarizing. I'm very polarizing because I'm, you know, that's how I am. And I've kind of reached that point in my career where (laughs) I think people know who I am. (laughs) I'm out on the community all day long, and I'm also at work. And so you know, they know who I am and they know where I'm aligned, but I'm also very respectful of people too. So
0: yeah, it's, there's very little distance between your resume and your LinkedIn page to me. I mean, as much information as you want to put on your resume Mm -hmm. needs to be on your LinkedIn page and, and even more. Um, I I like personal interests if, if they're interesting, right? Oh yeah. If it's reading, watching TV and cooking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. That sounds like the most boring person in the world. The cooking part I like. (laughs) But the watch you know, it's like, oh, wow. Doesn't Uh, sound like an energy level there to me. I play racquetball, right? And so the ongoing joke when we hire is if you go through, one of the keyword searches is racquetball because, oh, if somebody plays racquetball, (laughs) Phil plays racquetball. They're hired. There's a good chance you'll like them. Yeah. It, it gives you a personality and an interest and, yeah. and, and world travel, for example if it 's yeah. an international job right. or has involves a lot of international travel, world travel being an interest sure. uh, it 's a hobby, but it could fit in perfectly with your right. with your jobs
1: I think um, keywords is really one of the most important things I tell people they need to be most detailed as as possible. They need
0: Tell to, the viewers about key keyword search. Yes. Because we did another segment on that, but if they didn't watch that segment, that's yeah. very important.
1: Yeah, so I want to see details. So I don't want to just see that you're a chemist. I want to know if you use a mass spec, and I want to know if you're a biostatistician. I want to know what software, what, you know, what.
0: always oh, this impressive conversation. Uh-huh. Wow.
1: <laughs> but it's so important, right? Every software, every instrument, every, if you're an engineer, what software, or it's always going to be lingo, you know, specific to your industry. So you have to use those keywords because guess what when I get a profile from my client that says I want this attorney with this kind of intellectual property background with this kind of you know whatever it is those keywords are going to be what we're searching on and if you don't have it in your LinkedIn you're not going to pull up to those first hundred that come up and so if you want to be found you need to be as specific as possible.
0: I tell People when they're applicants when they're looking at the job description is get on the other side of the desk Mm -hmm. and say if if I were Linda Sierra when I was a recruiter yeah what words would be important to me to pull up in that
1: database that's right or
0: that LinkedIn database right right? Mm -hmm. and play the game yourself get on our side that's right and go they want this in it so I'll make make sure that word is in my resume. Mm And thank heavens it's so easy to rewrite your resume. Right. So you make sure the five words you would search on if you were doing, if you were the recruiter, is in your resume.
1: And those five words typically will be in the profile, the position profile posted online or whatever you're applying for. They should be there. They will say they want a Ph.D. or an M.D. Or if they want, you know, whatever degree or whatever oncology, they want breast cancer or colon cancer or, you know, lung cancer, whatever. It'll be there. So it'll be very specific. It should
0: be. And let's, so they're responding to your, your um, job app. Yeah. And in your example before, they have a master's but not a PhD. Mm-hmm. How do they handle that? How do they deal with this recruiter to say, I don't have 100% the, the, of the five key words, I have four of them. Right. How do I get the door open to convince you to listen to me about the fifth that I don't have?
1: Uh, We I will talk to anyone. I never feel like it's a wasted conversation. But what I'll come to the conversation with is this is a deal breaker for the client. They have requested only a Ph.D. or a PharmD or whatever it is. And I'll say, look, you're not right for this role. And I won't I won't present them if it's a deal breaker for the client, if the client says, I'm not looking at anybody without a, the MD, okay, then I won't present the PhD. And I will have qualified candidates that really fit that. What I'll do is I'll hold them. I'll put them on hold, what do we call hold? And when we exhaust the market for the MD and we don't find that perfect person, I'll say, okay, are we willing to now flex and take a PhD and then we'll present this person over here that's highly qualified, but not perfect. And in this you know talent crisis that we're in, You've got to take not perfect. You've got to be ready yeah. to flex.
0: Yeah, we have to expand our expectations, Absolutely. don't we, in this, yes, we in this job market. Mm-hmm. How much longer do you think this job market, we're sitting here in November of 2018, how much longer do you think this economy will last?
1: Well, the economy, I'm not so sure, but I know that our uh, we've got that hourglass effect, right, with the smaller generation. So we've got to start training people to take some of these we do executive level, right, so mm-hmm. we're looking for people with a lot of and executive, experience
0: very executive right, I mean, right your pay ranges are typically in the two three four five hundred thousand right. right
1: that's right this is
0: not an entry level search firm
1: that's right, so I expect this talent crisis to go on for ten years
0: <laughs> I'm in your thinking
1: area? yeah, you know to get these you know the millennials trained to then hit hit the hit the um executive level. So we've got that going on. So we've got a huge demand right now and not enough people to fill the jobs. Uh, entry level, it's going to be interesting. I think the entry level people will have the opportunity to be hired without the perfect skill set and be trained by that great company. So I think it's a great opportunity for the, the younger uh, people entering the workforce.
0: So we, we talked about students that are graduating in a year or two or hopefully two years that they've started working on this job search. So they're right out of of college, mm-hmm. and we talked about submitting their resume to you, but yeah. knowing that you're on the very higher level, what, what's your recommendation for somebody right out of college or or they've had one job and are ready for the second one? So Toth Group might be way over their level, right? But what do you recommend they do? So
1: I recommend in them the calling manpower.
0: Good, I love that. Good.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I Kumbaya recommend. <laughs> here. I do recommend them knowing all recruiters in their space. So if they're targeting certain companies and those companies use certain, you know, recruiting to certain firms, search firms, they should make sure they have their resume on file with that company. So they should know all search firms in their area. So there's, you know, different for biotech, it's BioPhase and, you know, Aerotech and all the different technical scientific Mm -hmm. firms, you know, but there are firms that do engineering and, you know, all the different uh, industries. So, yeah, that's
0: what I read. Yeah, I mean, uh, a little plug for the temporary help industry also. 40, oh, yeah. Typically, 42% of manpower's temporaries get hired by our clients. Mm-hmm. So it's a great entree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the old joke about oh, a temporary job is not a real job. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's six months or a year in length, it's a great way to gain experience mm-hmm. and exposure. And especially if it's a firm you want to break into, you might sure. start as a temporary versus versus permanent. And the other thing I want our viewers to know is understand is when the Linda Sierras of the world call you yes. about a job, yeah. I'm really happy. I'm not interested in that job. Keep her her communication information. That's I'm starting right. to say business card, but keep, keep her information because yeah. in three months or six months, things change. That's a right. merger happens, a product doesn't go forward. Yeah. all sorts of things. And then That's you go, right. who were those headhunters that have been calling right. me for the last two years That's and right. I said no and I was curt too yeah. and uh, said don't bother me? Yeah, Those are the people all at once I want to find. So That's keep right. that information because it, it's going to be very important in the future. Yeah. And the other thing, recruiters, especially in very high levels, can make you or break you. That's right. They are there to help you and you to help them make money right. and be very polite and understanding Absolutely. when they call. It's Absolutely. really important long term.
1: It is. It is. Yeah.
0: So let's talk. Let's get off LinkedIn. I mean, because okay. a lot of those issues are, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Facebook. Then the other okay. one that everybody knows. How, how do we and do we not use Facebook in our job search?
1: Anything you'd put on linked on Facebook, you typically would not put on LinkedIn, right? So. LinkedIn is the Facebook for work, for professional. So I always tell people that. And I I don't, I'm not a big proponent of Facebook in that uh, the younger crowd tends to put all of their, you know, Good times, and which good times are good, but you don't want them <laughs> out there for the whole world to see. You're not
0: advertising recruiter that exactly prospective.
1: You know, employers may look at that profile and say, "Oh my goodness, look at the you know whatever the pictures, you know, or or even mean comments or you know negative things." I just don't I don't like drama on Facebook at all.
0: Yeah, I just saw a, a survey that something like seventy eight percent of recruiters, but just generally people hiring, Mm -hmm. go to Facebook. Yeah. Go to their Facebook. It's so easy to do. And it's private, right? I don't know they went, and um, I won't tell you I went there. That's right. And I won't tell you I went to LinkedIn unless I found you there, yeah. of course. But that's why the picture and the uh, complete LinkedIn, but especially Facebook, is very important oh, yeah. to, to put your best foot forward. After you get the job, I tell people you, you can put anything you want through on there again, <laughs> you know, for a year or two until you're starting yeah. to, to, Although you to look hear, again. And
1: then you hear the stories about Twitter, you know, where somebody put a negative, you know, comment about their CEO or whatever. And the next thing you know, they're not there anymore because it's it's not the right thing to Coincidence, do. Coincidence, th- you think? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that they're not there. Yeah.
1: So, you know, you, you have to be careful.
0: So if you were giving an applicant, a young applicant that is maybe not right for Toth mm-hmm. um, group, two or three tips about how to manage their job search. Okay. Let's start with while they're in school, job shadowing, internships on, a, on how you look at those things.
1: Yeah, so uh, internships are, you know, critical really for ki- kids to get their foot in the door and really see how business businesses run. So be connected in your industry. So, you know, for instance, in biotech, we've got biocom and then they have um, internships at Illumina and Life Technologies, the bigger companies around town, right, that mm-hmm. have programs. You need to really know what's going on in your, er- in your uh, area of expertise, you know, what you're studying.
0: Job shadowing?
1: Job shadowing.
0: Mentoring, sponsors, um, you know, all those sort of things that they can do while they're in school, Mm -hmm. which are so important.
1: Well, I I do. uh, Besides those, I recommend targeting companies that you um, would like to work for or people you'd like to look like when you grow up. So I would do a LinkedIn search. (laughs) Right. You look at their profile on LinkedIn Uh and you say, I want to be like Phil Blair one day okay, where does Phil network? What causes is he in? What is he involved in? Where can I go to like maybe meet him? You know, you have to really be mindful of this. But I think if you target the companies you're looking at, like, let's say I have five companies, I really would love to work there when I graduate, follow them on LinkedIn, figure out what, read their postings, follow them, post, share, you know, get to know people, look at your own network and see who you know from that company and see if they have opportunities to network. Don't, you know stalk anyone or you know anything <laughs> don't be overbearing yes. in other polite words
0: polite persistence exactly. i call it exactly
1: yeah you know and and so be mindful and be intentional about what you want when you graduate if you already know then target those companies and little by little you'll start networking in those circles and before you know it you'll have either the internship next summer or a job shadow with someone or a mentor that might say I've had people I've taken under my wings as a mentor just because of word of mouth that someone knows this young girl is looking and she's kind of struggling in biotech and right away there I am you know so people have different causes and and and, you know desires to help these young kids and there's all different ways
0: yeah, and, I mean, using Illumina as an example, if you think, oh, I'd like to talk to somebody who works there, yeah, and I don't know anybody. Well, it's not who you know. It's who you know that knows somebody that knows exactly. somebody that knows somebody, exactly. right? So using LinkedIn or any other communication to say, does anyone know any any of my, my yeah. connections, know anyone at Illumina? I don't yeah. care what department. I don't That's care right. what level. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to talk to somebody that works there and, and, and network that way
1: that's right and make sure you ask you know if you've like you say you identify and then you make that call and say hey do you know this person I noticed in LinkedIn we have you know this person in common could you make an introduction you could send an email a message you know phone call whatever but make the call people do like to help and they don't know you know you even want that unless yeah. you say something
0: and it's surprising how much people do want to help yeah and, and, right. and if you don't get a response back from somebody, at least you tried.
1: That's right. Right?
0: That's right. Instead of ten years later meeting meeting her and going, "Oh, I would have answered your email. I right. often to mentor young Latinas that are getting into the biosciences That's industry." Right. And you're, "Oh,
1: I know. Why didn't I do That's that?" Exactly. You got
0: nothing to lose. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk to let's talk about when it's time to change jobs okay. and how to approach that situation.
1: Changing jobs, so you're in a job and you're wanting to make a change. Again, I would say target the companies you want to work for, and you want people you want to look like. So, let's say you want to make a change, your company, you're you're ready, and you say, "Okay, I would like to be now this next level." And so, I would recommend looking at profiles that are in that level already and see what their profiles look like. What do their summaries look like? What are they doing out there? and then knowing your recruiters that's i get calls all day long linda i'm thinking about maybe looking now i've been here f- few years and I really and and people want to maybe move back to where they grew up oh I'm in San Francisco now but I'd really like to get back to San Diego what do you guys have open in business development or whatever and then I'll say you know what nothing at the moment or I'll say oh guess what we do have that search open right now I'm going to send you over to that recruiter so make sure you're pursuing and actively calling those recruiters that you didn't call back the first time call them and let them know you're looking get your resume in shape uh, send it over to them and let them know it's time that you're now starting to think you're in a good spot because you're working currently, but you're ready to you know make a move for the right job.
0: If I go to your website, will all of your openings, that you're, all the searches you're working on, be listed there, or do no. you keep them close? To we the keep balance? them.
1: We keep them close. We're executive level, so we're very uh, careful. We really don't say, oh, we're working for these clients right now. Uh, It's quite an impressive uh, group that we're working for, (laughs) but we don't... There's
0: only three people in the (laughs) company that have this level, and no matter how vague you are, it's one of those three that may not be there in the future, right?
1: What you might see are the titles. Like, you might see a chief medical officer and a VP global regulatory or... And oh, it might say West Coast or East Coast, or it might say, you know, Bay Area maybe. You might find that kind of information. And you'll see logos of companies we've worked with. You'll see that kind of thing. But you won't know that, hey, you're working on a CEO for this specific company. You will not ever see that on our website.
0: Yeah. So submit your resume yeah. if you see that, chief medical officer, yeah. not knowing where it is, what it pays, what the company is. But you never know.
1: That's right. right? That's right.
0: No, it's a... It's a, it's a I I call it, have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a private private detective to see who you can meet. Yeah. And then hang around in places like... Go to national conferences. Oh yeah. And you'll be amazed you'll meet a hundred people that are in your industry. That's right. Go to industry luncheons here with speakers mm-hmm. and amazing who's at your table or who's yeah. at the networking thing and then yeah. how to how to network is another program. But yes. that's important. How to work a room yes. is very important, but yeah. very important when you have the search. Yeah. Linda, thank you for joining us. This has been uh-huh. very helpful and uh, lots of tips for people getting into the job market and ready for a for change. Oh, it's so, a pleasure. Super. Great to have you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure with you and we'll see you on our next program.